Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Are you ready this morning? All right, now this is a call to action. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12 says this. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I hesitate to use the word Christian. So whenever you hear me use the word churchgoer, it could include Christians. (laughs) But I hesitate to use the word Christian now because you really have no idea whether somebody's really saved or not in the modern church. Is look at where we're at right now. But I want to tell you something this morning. We are turning this thing around. It's happening. You may not sense it in your spirit yet. You need to be praying. Those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. We are turning this country around. It's people like you and I. We're filling places like this. We don't care about masks. We don't care about social distancing. We don't care about the clot jab. We don't care about any of those things. We are turning this country around. We're turning this world around. Listen, you might be thinking, well, that doesn't look that way because Joe Biden's in office. The Democrats are in office. The southern border is open. There's hyperinflation. Doesn't matter. I'm going to show you in just a minute. Now, don't shout amen to this. A lot of people think God is in control. He's not. He gave that over to you and I. We need to be praying in the right way. And you need to be praying right now that things are revealed. God got one already. See, if you don't pay, if you don't, if you don't pay close attention, if you, you know what? And some of you, I don't, I don't want everybody to be like me. <laughs> I, don't want you to, I don't want you to have your finger on the pulse of every last country in the world when it comes to COVID and the death jab and everything else. But I just want you to know God got himself one. I don't know if you saw it yesterday or the day before, the premiere of New South Wales, a state in Australia with 8.5 million people resigned because she's corrupt, because she's been, she's been receiving money from lobbyists. Guess who those lobbyists work for? Moderna and AstraZeneca. And that's why, and this is what it's all about. Listen, if you want life to be simple, here's your answer right here. Life is easy. Life is really simple. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. She's pierced through this morning because God's watching. He pondereth all our goings. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. God loveth the righteous and God is angry at the wicked every day. That's the truth. Don't think he didn't pluck that one right out of the fire because he did. See, churchgoers, and again, I hate to call them Christians, have a tendency to think of faith in Jesus, the new covenant, as cooperative, peaceful, tolerant, accommodating, partnering with the community it is none of those things you don't partner with the community some of you are shocked and astonished probably by some of the things that i say 
When I say things like you will never see Foundation Church doing a community car wash. I'm not going to go out there and prostitute the church. You're the sons and the daughters of the living God. And I'm not saying that we don't help people, but we serve God and we love people. We don't sit there and try to win people over by serving them. I know some of you are like, what are you talking? You listen, we serve God. If that happens to be that we serve people, fine. God may send you in to serve people, but it is not serve people and then serve God or serve people to win them to God. You serve God and do what he tells you to do. You don't become subservient to the world to win the world. That's what's happened. See, that's what's gone wrong. Is the world, the, the church said to the world, how can we win you? Well, let us show you how compassionate we are by strapping muzzles on our faces so that we look just like your muzzled faces. It's not what you do. You, so you, if you want to serve them, then speak the truth to them. But many Christians, many churchgoers think that the new covenant is all about cooperation and peacefulness and tolerance and accommodating and grace that excuses sin. How many of you think, how many of you have heard Christians say, well, you know, you got to give them a little grace. What does that mean? For most Christians, what that means is I'm going to allow them to act poorly longer. Is that what you do? Well, I'm going to extend my son or daughter a little grace. No. There's no grace. Well, you know, there are only two. No. If I told you to come and you're two years old, you're coming. Period. I don't care how you come. It's you're coming. There's no, well, you know, you got to give them a little grace. No, there's no giving them grace. It's rebellion. It's as the sin of witchcraft. If mom or dad tells you to come and you don't, it's rebellion. And you extending grace, you're extending grace to demons. To witchcraft. That's how, that's how most Christians look at it. Well, you know, you got to give them a little grace. Grace that excuses sin. Is that the gospel? Look at Titus 2.11 and 2.12. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Glory to God, right? It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. And to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. It doesn't say, you know what, yeah, you know, my son, he says he's a Christian, you know, and he's smoking pot in his room right now. We're extending him some grace. See, most people, most Christians believe that the new covenant is all about being cooperative and peaceful and tolerant. And I just question whether anybody's actually read the Bible. Where was Jesus cooperative? I'm just curious if we, we, what happens is, and that's why his word is magnified above all his name. Because all you have to do is take his name and you can create your own Jesus. Well, we've turned Jesus into a tie-dye wearing, bongo playing, drum circle hippie. That's got nothing to do with Jesus. Most people, if they make it to heaven, are going to be absolutely shocked when they find out who Jesus really is. They only recognize him as lamb 
And they don't recognize him as lion. And even the lamb is a lion. See, people think, and churchgoers think, and Christians think, that we're called here to be unified. Unified with what? It's spoken of in Ephesians chapter 4, 3 and 13. You're to be unified with two things. The spirit and of the faith. That's it. You're not to be unified with McDonald's. You're not to be unified with the Republicans or the Democrats. You're to be unified with the word of God. The spirit and the faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. This is the sword of the spirit. So make it very simple. We are to be unified in this. That's it. So why aren't we? Because most Christians don't have any clue about what's in here. And when they do see it, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. When they do find out about it, they reject it. They have somebody like me preach to them. They walk in here. And I tell them, Jesus said that you've received the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Take the mask off. Well, I reject that. See? You're destroyed for lack of knowledge or because thou hast rejected knowledge. See, see, I know some of you are afraid to amen that, aren't you? I know you are. You've been in those, listen, you've been in those art churches far too long. Stop missing church. Stop, if you're going to miss church, miss those and come here. Don't go back. I know for some of you right down the road, there's a five, five minutes from your house. Well, you know, there's... The pastor skinny jeans there. He's got the rips in the right spots. <laughs> Sucking on lattes. Pulling his messages off the internet. Got signs at the front door of the goofballs with their signs that say, you're home. <clears throat> Everything is church fam this and church fam that. Everything, every other word is awesome or fantastic. You need to get out of there. Come out from among that garbage. That's part of the end times falling away. We're not called to be unified. I know that bothers some of you because you think of unity as an attribute. Depends on what you're unified with. It's not always an act. We all need to come together. That's never going to happen. We're not going to all come together. Listen, I would love for Christians to all come together. But the only way that will happen is if some Christians start reading the Bible. Because there's entire denominations that contradict basically the entire New Testament. Well, we don't believe in speaking in tongues. Where'd you get that from? Do you know how many verses in the Bible you have to skip to believe that you're not supposed to speak in tongues? How do you do it? I don't even know how you do it. I I really, in this modern age, and I'm even stumbling over my words because I don't understand the lack of logic. I honestly, you present something very clearly to somebody and they still don't believe it. But Jesus predicted it in John chapter 8 verse 45. Because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. But how is it that you skip over verses in the Bible? Well, I don't believe you can ever lose your salvation. Where do you get that from? It's nowhere in here. You have entire swaths of scripture entitled the great apostasy, the great falling away. Well, they were never saved to begin with. Well, what are they falling away from? See the logic? Well, you know, that bothers me though, because you know, that goes against John Calvin or Charles Stanley. Well, let it, let it go against them. And the same thing goes for unity. It depends on, you're supposed to be unified under the word of God. That's it. 
That's, we're all in this place together today because we're unified under the Bible. Some of you look petrified. So we're not unified yet. Don't be scared. I'm not going to do anything to you except yell at you. What's scary? How scary is that? It's just yelling. This generation's so scared of everything. I grew up with my football coaches. They all had big wads of tobacco in their face. F-bombing you. Two inches from your face where you got their tobacco juice on your face and on your face mask. I didn't go home and talk to them. You know, mom, Coach, Coach Lounsbury screamed at me. He just took it. The way that it was. I assumed it was for my good. <laughs> Move on. Assume it's for my good. Are you supposed to be unified? Well, let's look. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. Whenever you hear a Democrat say that we all need to come together, you do the opposite. Tom, you shouldn't be talking politics. Listen, it's gone for me. I say this to you every week. It's over for me. If, you're, if you think that I stand up here worried about what I say and whether I'll get banned or whether you'll leave or it doesn't. Listen, I love you enough to speak plainly before you, to speak the word of God before you. I love you enough to not try to keep you here. I'm not going to try to keep you here. What I'm going to do is preach the word and however it lands on you is your decision. So are you supposed to be unified? 2 Corinthians 6, 14 and 15. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. So the life is simple. Are they an unbeliever? Why are you in business with them? That hurt, didn't it? And what do you want me to do? Separate? Yeah. Come out from among them. But it'll hurt my business. Doesn't matter. God will take care of it. Why are, you, why are you doing business with an unbeliever? I'm not saying doing business with them. I'm saying in business with them. Why is your partner an unbeliever? See how quiet I can make a room? Just like that. Just like that. It's a gift. Life is easy. Do not be. Why are, why are you contemplating dating that guy? Is he a believer? If it starts off with the word well, he's not. Well or uh, not. Just say no. Let your yes be yes. That's the title of this entire message series. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. It's from the devil. Oh, really? Because people, people don't ever talk to me about dating. But when they do, occasionally somebody slips up. Doesn't know the tornado that they're walking into. My first question is, well, really, are they saved? Well, get, run. But you, O oh man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. First Timothy 6, 11 and 12. Write those verses down. That's what you, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with fleeing. Some of you guys need to learn this. What do you do when that image flashes up on your TV screen or on your computer screen? Flee! Flee! Go like this first. That's what you do. People used to marvel at a friend of mine who was also a pastor. We went to see Titanic in the movie theaters back in the day when we, people still did those things. Remember those days? They were all those years ago, ending in 2019. 
And we went to see Titanic. We didn't know there was a nude scene in there. So we were to walk, you know, walk along and here comes the portrait scene. And both of us went like this. We're, you know. <laughs> and we were the only two guys in the whole theater. And people think, you know, that's the wrong thing to do. It's not. I was on the coaching staff at Lemon Bay High School and everybody, we were traveling to go watch some. We were, we were off, so we were going to scout a team up in Tampa. And all the coaches said, well, you know, let's go out to eat. And I said, where are we going? They said, Hooters. I said, I'm not going. Amen. I might ruin their whole night. Yep. I said, listen, I don't want to ruin your whole night. Just drop me off across the street at McDonald's. I'll sit there. You guys go into Hooters. I'm not going to go in there and watch nude women walk around. It's not good for me. Flee these things. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship could light have with darkness? Well, he's a good partner. She's a good... It doesn't matter. This is what God says. It, it will not, the benefit will never outweigh the curse. I know some of you are doubting me right now, but it's coming. You're yoked together with an unbeliever. It's coming. Watch. What harmony is there between Christ and the devil? Verse 15. And what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? See, now I will think, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some examples of how I believe that people are yoked together with the world. Are you ready? If you take their vaccine. See how I'll make it quiet in here? If you've taken the vaccine in this room today, listen, you need to be prayed over. Not kidding. I'll pray over you. I'll pray over you either in this service or you get with Heather right afterwards. We'll line you up right after the service. I'll pray for you right in here. I don't care who's around. You don't need to have any pride. They don't know what. They may, not, may or may not know. Most people here are going to leave. They won't know what I'm praying over. It's junk science. They're killing people with it. The Bears report has it at 15,000, almost 16,000 deaths now. And listen, I'm a policy wonk, a political hack. I'm into that stuff all the time. So I'm watching it. The Bears report is skyrocketing with vaccine deaths. And by the way, a Harvard study came out. Everybody knows what the Bears report is, right? A vaccine adverse effects report coming right out of the CDC. Even the CDC has to puke up the information. At 15,000, they stopped the swine flu after two deaths. The swine flu vaccine stopped it after two. This one's still being pushed after 15,000 deaths. And by the way, it's not 15,000 deaths. There's a Thomas Rents lawsuit that's alleging another 50. And by the way, a Harvard study just came out. Harvard, that bastion of right-wing conservatism, <laughs> where they're completely closed. Everybody on Harvard's campus is fully vaccinated. Everybody. And they're closed. They're doing Zoom classes. Because breakthrough cases have broken out all throughout the campus with their wonderful vaccine. And they just came out with a study that says that only 1% of vaccine adverse effects are making it to the VAERS report. So if you have 15,000 deaths on the report, the truth is 150,000 deaths. Yeah. If you take their vaccine, you need, if you've taken it, and by the way, again, with the logic... How is it that you hate the masks, but take the vaccine of the mask pushers? How do you hate the lockdowns, then take the vaccine of the lockdown pimps? 
Do you see it? You're yoked together with the world if you're taking their clot jab. They're, you're wearing their mask. You live in their fear. There's nothing to fear. What, what is there to fear for you? How many Christians are in the house today? Shout amen. amen. So what do you have to fear? Let's ask. Do you have anything to fear? No. No. You have nothing to fear. Nothing. The only thing, if you wanted to be fearful of something, is if, you are, is, if God has ordained you for martyrdom. That's it. God has called you to a place and a time where you will lay your life down willingly. Willingly. How is that? Because you're in covenant with Jesus. If you're in covenant with Jesus, what are you? According to Romans chapter 8, 16 and 17, what are you? You're a joint heir. Join air with Jesus. What do you, you know what join air means? Join air. That means you have all of his stuff. Everything. According to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, you have every spiritual gift in the heavenly places in Christ. Every one of them, right? So, you join heirs. That means that Jesus never got the sniffles, so you never get the sniffles. Jesus doesn't have to worry about dying in a plane crash. You never have to worry about dying in a plane crash, car crash, motorcycle crash. You want a motorcycle? Go get one. Amen. You don't have to worry about it. And you wives, don't be so in seed of fear. I don't want you riding a motorcycle. You die out there. No. He wants to go jump out of an airplane or you do go jump out of it. There's nothing for you to fear. Nothing. That's the Bible. Do you know that, you know that it says that, right? Luke chapter 10 verse 19. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. He's giving you authority over all devils, over all diseases. There's nothing to fear. Enjoy your life. You don't buy into the world's fear. And you know when, especially, I mean, don't buy into any of the fear. I don't even like to make this point, but I have to. But especially for an illness with a 0.1 or less percent post-infection death rate. People are scared to death. I put this sad, sad picture on the podcast of a seven, seven or eight-year-old boy upon learning from his mother that Pfizer was being approved for seven and eight-year-olds. He started to well up with tears of joy. She's trained a disciple, all right. That's the generation you need to be watching out for. They're coming. We need a revival now. See, that's the thing. You, you need to be looking. I know I preach this to you, but you need to hear this. My generation stinks. What a bunch of pansies. What a bunch of bent over ankle grabbing pansies. Seriously. What a disappointment. And the ones, the, the, the three, four, the, the three, to fit, well, the zero to 13 or 14 year olds right now. They're gone. They've been raised in hell by their own parents. Teaching them. Teaching them demonic spirits. This fear this. Fear that. Put that mask on your face. 
You're spreading disease everywhere you go. That's who you are. Instead of the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is what they're called to be. That generation's in trouble, but there's an odd generation of 15 to 30 year olds. Watch them. They're the ones to win. I'm not saying you're like, Tom, you cut off everybody. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you. They're the ones to win. Everybody's welcome. But there's a generation of people that were, became young adults right before this all hit. They hate you. They hate me. They hate Democrats. They hate Republicans. They hate Washington, D.C. They hate everything because they, they're questioning everything. That's perfect. Perfect. I prefer you be hot or cold. They're stone cold. Perfect. Instead of lukewarm religious Americans. Well, 78% of the country is Christian. Yeah, right. About 4% of the country is legitimately saved, if that. We don't live in their fear. How else are you yoked together with unbelievers? You nod your head to them. Okay. Don't want to be offensive to anybody. You go into your Thanksgiving, coming up here in November, and your old family tells you everybody's welcome, but you have to be vaxxed or masked or both. You don't nod your head to that stuff. If you close down your church, you're in partnership with the world. You're yoked together with unbelievers. You don't get on your knees before them. Here's my favorite one, or one, probably not my favorite, but my biggest pet peeve. Do you talk like them? That's what I find grosser than anything else. Are Christians who talk like the world. New normal, together alone, social distance. You lie like them. You wear a mask, you're a liar. I'm not talking about you that are forced to wear them at work. I'm talking about those who desire to wear them and voluntarily, voluntarily wear them. You speak words like, well, that's your truth and that's my truth. There is no such thing. There is the truth. If you talk in terms of race or ethnicity on either side of the spectrum, you're both racist. People who teach CRT are bona fide hell-bound racists. That's all they are. No, no lesser than the KKK. There's no difference. You hear people talking now about path to getting our freedoms back. What they do is they take your freedom from you completely. And then they delve it out as they see fit. And then if you, what they're doing in Australia, Dan Andrews, another demon-filled monstrosity, who's the premier of Victoria, 6.5 million people. He says that all the anti-vaxxers, you know, there's another thing, anti-vaxxers, they talk like them. You'll see Republicans calling us that too, by the way. Path to getting your freedoms back. They'll say, well, there's the anti-vaxxers. We want to open everything up and they're holding everything back. See how they turn it? They're liars. Don't try to make sense out of it. They're bold-faced liars. They took all the freedom and then they accuse other people of holding back them, delving it back. And they themselves are the thieves. Perfect, right out of the pit of hell. Only Satan could pull that off. Freedom comes from God. Freedom belongs to God. It's not for them to take away. 
That's why the United States has been the greatest country that has ever existed. Because we're the only ones that acknowledge that freedom comes from the almighty God of Israel. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. What did the church do? Let themselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Willingly. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 2 Corinthians 3.17. If you act like them, a lot of people do this. They're finding meaning in causes in life through dramatizing a 99.9% survival virus. Vaxing against the 99.9% survival virus. Vaxing their children against the 99.997% survival virus. They're finding meaning in life doing it. We are to have nothing in common with these people. Nothing. The liars, the self-aggrandizing morons, the empty souls, the demonic spirits, they're all murderers. Do you know that? Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship could light have with darkness? These people are idolaters. If you don't believe me, I'm going to show you this video in a second. Anybody see the video from the governor of New York? Kathy Hochul? Do you not know, this is 1 Corinthians 6, 8 through 10. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortionists will inherit the kingdom of God. Idolaters will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you want to see idolatry front and center, you guys got that ready for me? Play that for me. A lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers. He made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must say thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones, but you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love? But to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. I want our kids to be safe when they're in schools. I want you to be safe when you go to a doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. You're already sick or you wouldn't be there. We have to solve this, my friends. I need every one of you. I need you to let them know that this is how we can fight this pandemic, come back to normal, and then start talking about the real issues that we have to. All right, you guys, you bring it back to me. That's good. Don't need to hear any more of that. There you go. That's the leader of a state of 20 million people. And by the way, if she ran for governor, right now she'd win. 
all the people who would voted for the, the Republicans have moved down here. <laughs> Idolaters like her will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. She added even to my religious repertoire that I've been preaching to you. And for those of you who might be thinking, can't you preach about something else? I have to preach about exactly what God tells me to preach. As I pray over mine, I don't do anything else but pray over them. I pray, I study, I preach. That's it. So what God tells me to preach, I preach. I point out the idolaters. She added on to even the religious garb that I said last week. You remember I said the rosary beads or the mask? See how they're murderers from the beginning. The worst thing you can possibly ever do with any viral infection is do what? Put your hand on your face. That's how you get it because it goes up your nasal pharynx. And they have you doing this all the time. Joe Biden, watch him. Every two seconds. With their masks on. But she even added to the religious garb. Now she's got her rosary beads. Which is, you can order your va I'm Vax necklace and all sorts of different metallic forms online for $39.95. Don't, th listen, you need, to, you need to move past thinking that it's not a religion. It's a religion. This is what gives people like her meaning in life. If it's not that, it's the power that comes from it. 2 Corinthians 6, 16 and 17. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? That's why when a lot of Christians, they hate that part, but then take her vaccine. Listen, if you don't like the words that I'm about to say, I warned you, don't bring little kids in here. But when you're dealing with vaccine pimps and whores, you, listen, why would you ever do what a pimp or a whore tells you to do? Well, I agree with them on this, but I don't agree. No, it's fruit of the poisonous tree. Everything they're saying is lies. You, masks never did a thing. Lockdowns, 78% of COVID cases are caught in one's own home. And then they send you there. The best place in the world for you to be in the midst of a viral outbreak is where? Outside, especially in the sun and especially at the beach. And they couldn't have closed them any faster. They're liars. They're murderers. You belong to your father, the devil. And it is your desire to carry out his wishes. That's their deal. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. John 8 44 and 45. That's who these people, they belong to their father, the devil. And they want to carry out their father's desires. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? They were warned by Paul. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. He's warning us not to be people who are idolaters. Don't turn into them. 
For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, now everybody likes that part. I will live with them and I will walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. I'm not mocking you, Lord. Everybody likes that part. You'll hear that part at the Ark Church. You'll hear that part at Hyper Grace Assembly. But you won't hear verse 17. Therefore, come out and be separate, says the Lord. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. Separate? That's not loving. Who told you that? Look at me. Who told you that? Who told you that? Because whoever told you that's a liar. They're not preaching the gospel to you. They're preaching false unification under the umbrella of false love. Does that seem evil to anybody? When I tell you to come out from among them and be separate, does that seem evil to anybody? Because if it does, go to Joshua 24, 15. Everybody only knows the second part of the verse. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There's a, there's a just as important first part of the verse. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, come out from among them and be separate, serve the Lord. Does that seem evil? And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land we dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Nobody is talking about not legitimately loving Nobody's saying don't love people. We're actually talking about legitimate love, which is the opposite of lying to accommodate. You're not, you're not loving anybody by extending them grace. You're, you're postponing their life change. You're postponing their chance. Their chance is you. Who else is going to tell them? How, how can they call upon the one they have not heard? Romans 10, 14. Romans chapter 12, verses 20 and 21 says this. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. That's loving. That's loving somebody, but that's not buying into his system. How many, I don't know if I'll get to this or not. I'm seeing if I do. I am. Here it is. Churchgoers don't get the difference between John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, right? So they go, then we have to love the world. Let's break it down. Are you ready? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but ever have everlasting life. We got it, right? Amen if you got it. God so loved the world. God wants all to be saved. 1 Timothy 2.4 Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So what do I do with that? God loves the world but hates the system. God loves the people but hates the system. The world is run by the prince of the power of the air. He hates the system, but loves the people that are lost in the system. Do you see the difference? I'll show you. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. Do not love the world. Wait a minute. God just said he loves the world. And now the word of God's telling me to not love the world. Oh, the contradictions. It's no contradiction. 
Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, here it is, here's the system, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world's system. James chapter 4, verse 4. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Wait a minute. John 3, 16 God so loved the world, you adulterous people, don't you know the friendship of the world is hatred toward God? Seems like the Bible's contradicting itself. No, it's not. You love the people, but you hate the system. You don't get involved with their system. If they say to you, if their condition is, you will have no part in my life unless you abide in my system, then you cast them off too. If they say, you know what? You know, I, I've told you before numerous times. I've got two men who live together right down the road from me, basically a quarter mile down the street. We're all the small community. I see them all the time. Two gay men. They know who I am. No problem whatsoever. They're not, they don't say, you know what? You need to, if you want to come on our property and pet our dog, because I pet their dog all the time, then you need to say that gay is okay. They don't, I won't, so we all are fine. <laughs> I love them. I want them to get saved. Yeah. I do. But I'm not going to buy into their system. If they try to impose it, which they haven't. Right across the street from them is a man and woman living together. Outside of marriage, open fornication, Right? They don't come in and say, hey, in order for you, they have a giant Rottweiler. My dog plays with their dog. It's all a bunch of dogs. <laughs> they don't say, you know what? You need to be okay with our sinfulness. You need to endorse it in order to come onto my yard. And I don't say to them, in order for you to come onto my yard, you need to tell me that you're a fornicator. <laughs> you love those people. But you don't endorse their life. You strap a mask on. You're endorsing the system. You pump the clot vax into your veins. You're endorsing the system. You sign up for a vaccine passport. You're endorsing the system. You don't do it. That's loving the world. That's the world you don't love. You can love Anthony Fauci and want him saved, but you certainly don't buy into his system. Do you see the difference? That's where the confusion comes in. That's where the enemy comes in. And the enemy, what did the enemy do to tempt Jesus? Quoted the Bible. And Jesus quoted the Bible, contradicting him in context. So the devil will come in and say, God so loved the world. You need to be loving. Trying to save lives out there. I know it's a 0.1% post-infection death rate. Trying to save lives out there. Buy into the system. No. Close your church. No. Strap a mask on your face. No. Take a vaccine they created out of thin air in 18 months. No. Me, you ever think about it? 15,000 people are dead. Now, by the way. All the COVID deaths, right? The 600 and 700,000 they're saying have died of COVID. 20,779 are the ones who have died exclusively of COVID. 
with no other contributing factor whatsoever. 20,000. 15,000 vaccine deaths are exclusively caused by the vaccine. There's no comorbidities, nothing died of the vaccine. You love the system. I mean, you love the sinner, but you don't love the system. As a matter of fact, you hate the system. You love the idolater, but not the idol. You love the liar, but not the lies. You love the greedy, but not the greed. Does everybody get it? That's what you do. Now, if the greedy says to you that in order to love me as a person, you have to endorse my greed, what do you do? Expel the wicked man from among you. Tom, you're too harsh. That's the Bible. You come out from their system, which will oftentimes cause you to come out from people. They're labeling us. Oh, the anti-vaxxers. This is a pandemic of the unvaxxed. This is all bold-faced lies. You need to make sure you watch the second service. I'm playing two more videos in that one. Yeah, I'll give you this. So you have it to go. <laughs> Some stats for you. This is what I'm talking about. Hating the world system because they're liars. This came out from Australia. This is in New South Wales. Again, keep in mind in New South Wales, there's 8.5 million people live there. One week ago, how many people were in the hospital for COVID? 375 out of 8.5 million. And they're holding press conferences for this. Do you see the delusion? We, we, do you, do those of you who are in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, or 80s, do you remember when we, how we used to hold press conferences? It used to be a press conference when the World Trade Center went to the ground. Then you held a press conference. You held a press conference when you started Gulf Wars. Now they're holding press conferences. In this particular press conference, eight people in a week had died of COVID out of eight million. Forty times that many died of all the other causes. Way more died of heart disease and cancer than that in that week. But no, they got no press conference. I want to listen. If I was a cancer victim, I want my freaking press conference. <laughs> Nothing. 375 total people out of 8 million in the hospital. 81, 81 people out of 8 million are in ICU. So everybody else isn't even in trouble. Out of the 375, 300 of them are in no trouble whatsoever. At all. So out of 8, they're holding a press conference. These people are coming up there. I mean, you remember the dire press conferences when you were growing up? Some of you can remember them coming out of even the Vietnam War. I remember the Gulf Wars. The press conferences where they're coming up and saying this is not going well. And you're riveted to the TV. This is real stuff. War is going on. And they're giving a press conference. Over eight people that died of a respiratory virus. It's not to belittle the eight people that died. But when do we do this? I darn well. When I died 120 years old. I want a daggum press conference then. This guy lived till 120. I want a press conference. I don't care if I'm one out of 350 million people who live in the United States. I want my press conference. If everybody gets a press conference, I want one. 
So 375 people out of 8 million are in the hospital, 81 in ICU. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? The unvaccinated are causing everything. Really? Okay, well, 78% of the 375 are fully vaxxed. 17% are partially vaxxed. Therefore, 356 out of the 375 are vaccinated. Whoops! And by the way, same exact statistics out of Israel whose country is 90% vaccinated and they're lining up. I didn't, uh, the only downside of having Pastor Arthur on is I didn't get to talk last night. You know, I didn't get to share all my info. I had it all ready just in case the connection went down on the, on our Skype call. I had it all ready. I told Hope it's hard not to just do it. I mean, maybe I should just stay till midnight. Even though it only be four people watching, at least I'd get it out of my system. I got to get it out. So think about that. Out of 375 people, 20 unvaccinated. 20. And they, you're like, well, how do they just lie? Because that's just what they do. Who else knows about Australia outside of me? I know you do. You guys are crazy like me. <laughs> Another one they did. Out of the same place. This must have been a week later. Or actually the first one, the first one that I gave you was Victoria. So that wasn't New South Wales. Here's New South Wales. They had, how many people did they have? They had died. They got a press conference. This was, this was earlier this week. They're announcing all their COVID deaths. Out of 8 million people, 7 people died. In the week. For the week. One in their 40s. One in their 50s. Two in their 70s. Two in their 80s, one in their 90s, all had serious comorbidities. All, I repeat, all had serious comorbidities. Out of the seven, one was unvaccinated. Facts. And you'll hear Joe Biden and Kathy Hochul and all the rest of them get up there and lie and lie and lie until God comes and gets them like you got Gladys. Because it will all be exposed. This is why you can love the sinner, but you do not love the system. Love, you want to love the world? Don't conform to it. You're their only hope. If you, if you, if you really want to, if you want to love your child, what do you have to do? Don't spare the rod. I spanked my kids on Christmas Eve. At River and East River Road. I didn't even live on East River Road at the time. I lived in South Venice. Pulled over. Into the grass. That was painful. I cried about it. Honestly, I did. I felt terrible. They were little. They used to fight all the time. They're like five and three. They're going at it. They got a warning. It was Christmas Eve. I probably gave them two warnings. <laughs> I remember it was in our Mitsubishi Montero. I pulled over and Tommy goes, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Grabbed them both. All right, I don't, there's no, there's no in our house. It's man size whoopings. Man size. Everybody's crying. 
No, it didn't work. And I mean, legit crying, not even faking it to get past me whooping them. No, you're going to cry. Yep, listen, that is upsetting to do. But look at the relationship I have with them now. Because if you don't come out from the world, they have no respect for you. If you, do not res- if you don't discipline your kids, they have no respect for you. As a matter of fact, if you don't discipline your kids, you're creating idolaters. You're showing them that they are above the word of God. You're diminishing Christianity. All these kind-hearted Christians who think Christianity is about compliance and cooperation wonder why none of their kids get saved. Because they've put their kids on high. Their kids are their own golden idols. Instead of implementing the word of God and showing them Jesus is Lord, not you. But they're so cute. Doesn't matter. I beat my dog too. He's as cute as can be. Cutest dog you've ever seen. Five month old puppy. Boy, he's cute. He doesn't do right. He gets beaten. You're like, oh, do you want to announce that? I don't care. I don't say to abuse him. He gets swatted hard. I pick him up by his scruff. He's, he's almost 60 pounds now. I grab him. He doesn't listen. Boom. I grab him by his scruff. He's hanging there. <laughs> Feet dangling in the air. He, like, he cries. <laughs> doesn't even hurt. You can't be afraid to be hated. Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Does that violate your Christianity? Does that seem evil to you? Listen, to most Christians, that seems evil. You don't read verses like that. You don't read verses like that in hyper, you know, coast this and abundant that church. You don't don't read read verses like that. You're not allowed to. Just like you're not allowed to read facts on Capitol Hill. You don't read verses like that in the ark churches. Because that violates their truth, which is a lie. I'm not saying that you shoot to be hated. If that's you, you're weird. Don't, don't associate with me. Don't use the name Foundation Church. Nothing. You don't shoot to be hated. There's people who do that. They're rare. Most everybody wants to be loved. But there's people who want to be hated. I don't know what their problem is. But ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth unto the end shall be saved. Loving the world, if you want to love them, don't conform to them. You're the salt of the earth. Salt stings. That's what, that's, that's what he's talking about in Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, puts on the mask, takes the vaccine. But even before all this, stops preaching the gospel. Stops, stops saying, saying that homosexuality is a sin. Why you pick on Because see, there's a problem with homosexuality. We don't, really, we don't have fornicator parades. Key West does not have a fantasy fest for heterosexual fornicators. I've committed sexual sin. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm just saying that we don't have a parade. We don't have a pornographer parade. Here's all of us men looking at pornography. We're gathering together down there for porn fest. Uh, 
2021. We got a parade, got some floats. What those would be made of, I don't even want to think about. But hey, we got a porn fest. We don't do that. With the homosexual community, the militant side, there's two sides. Some aren't, some are. The militant side is you will embrace this. Not only is it not okay for you not to be okay with it, but you have to say you're okay with it, endorse it, and maybe even send us checks. We don't conform to the pattern of the world. We go the other way. We're the salt of the earth. What we say at times will sting. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men, which is exactly the state of the church in 2021. Trampled underfoot by men. What do you want us to do, White House? What do you want us to do, CDC? What do you want us to do, NIH? We'll do anything you want. You're trampled underfoot by men. And now they're even owned monetarily by all those institutions. Because they've all received hundreds of millions of dollars from them. To pay their employees while all the people in their church go bankrupt. And they'll, they'll say they're the purveyors of love. Loving the world is separation. Let me ask you this question. If loving the world was not separation, then why wasn't Jesus dressed up as a Pharisee? If you're not to come out from among them and be separate... Jesus is classified in scripture as the last priest, the last mediator between God and men. Why was he not dressed up like a Pharisee? Why was he not on the street corners glorifying himself? I thought, why was he not doing those things if you're supposed to be a partaker of the world? No, he stood out from among them. He agitated them. He was salt in their wound. When you walk into a room... People should sense the anointing. Some people will sense an overwhelming sense of love. Some people will sense an overwhelming sense of conviction. Some people will sense an overwhelming sense of hatred toward you. Just embrace it. They want to hate? Let them hate. Get used to it. I get called names all the time. It is what it is. Norma laughs because she's got her favorite one in her head right now. And I know what it is. <laughs> Blank hat. <laughs> I'll let you figure that out on the ride home. Blank hat is what they call me. <laughs> Terry just got it. <laughs> loving the world, if you want to love them, and what I mean by loving the world, I mean loving the people of the world, not the system, is shining at a high point. Not being on the same level with them. Finishing with this, worship team, make your way. You shine at a heart high point. John chapter 12 verse 32 says this. Jesus speaking. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. So if we're going to lift up Jesus, then we have to be a shining city on a hill. But you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. 
You want to love the world, shine at a high point. And I'll finish with this. Many have been taught that Christianity is a faith of peace and cooperation. Looking the other way, going along to get along, peace at all costs, love means acquiescence. I'll finish with the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 10, 34 through 36. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. Tom, but Christmas is approaching. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. No one engaged in warfare, 2 Timothy 2.4. No one engaged in warfare is entangled with the affairs of this life. For the weapons of our warfare, 2 Corinthians 10.4. Is it, is it a covenant of peace and compliance? Or is it a covenant of spiritual warfare? Over the next week or two, we're going to look at how we take action in this spiritual war. Because here's the thing. It's not a come what may covenant. It's not, well, you know what, things are going to happen. No, you can decide what happens in this generation. No one knows about the day or hour. Most of us know that verse, right? Matthew 24, 36. No one knows about that day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father, right? Here's how I see it. This is a list of ingredients. If you think like I do in terms of cookies, there's a list of, ingre of, of ingredients that go into cookies. If they're all there, then you've got the cookie. But you decide whether or not you put it in the oven or not. So we have the ingredients are in place. We will decide whether this generation is lost. The ingredients are there. That's why God, in my opinion, take it or leave it, seriously. Why God keeps that day or hour to himself. Because he's just looking for a season. When the season's there, which it is, he can decide whether to come back or not because he's abiding by his word. Whether it's right now or five years from now or ten years from now. If the ingredients are there, they're there. But you and I can keep those cookies out of the oven if we want to. It's up to us. I'm preaching to the choir right now to a degree. But a lot of us, we're still attending the church instead of being the church. Being the church does not mean, you know what, I've got to get a microphone in my hand. Being the church means that you avail yourself as a living sacrifice. Sowing every day to dispel unbelief so that you can see the open doors before you. Because most Christians never dispel enough unbelief to see what they're called to do. Because they're too busy staring at screens. And they're too busy trying to make money. It's not even that they love money. They're just out there living the American dream. And blind to the things that really matter. Don't let that be you in this time. Every single day, get before the Lord and say, Lord, I lay my life down. And he says, and you're like, well, I'll give God 10 minutes. That's not up to you. You say, Lord, here I am. If you happen to wake up from that prayer, I mean, wake up spiritually from that prayer three hours later, then that's fine. Whatever God wants. You know he's all that matters, right? You're not going to be married in heaven. Your sons and your daughters are his. Before he formed them in the womb, he knew them. Not yours. We're renting everything. We're renters. We're not owners. 
So sow into the things that matter. Amen. Stand with me. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 2 Corinthians 4.18. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Gift.